What's your name? Maddie. And how old are you? Seven. And why is Jesus better than anything else? Because he never sinned. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good, and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before he even created the world and the hope of living with him forever so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else and why he wants you to join him. Hey Finn, how's it going? Good! Have you been learning anything interesting lately? Mmm, not really. Sometimes I wish that I was in school again, because it's so exciting to be always learning new things. So is there anything you've been learning lately? About the brain. What can you tell me about the brain? It passes messages. How does it pass messages? With these little tube thingies. Cool. Maybe we should check out a book about brains. Yes! (laughs) So last week, we talked about King Joash doing a really good thing and then doing some bad things. Do you remember what those were? Killing the priest's prophet, um, taking all the gold in the Lord's temple to give to the king, Was there anything good that he did? Yes. What? Repairing the temple. Mm Mm-hmm. Repairing the temple. Well, today we're going to go back in time a little and leave Jerusalem and travel north to Samaria to see what the king of Israel was doing while Joash was ruling down in the land of Judah. So remember that guy Jehu? Who brought judgment on Ahab's family? Oh, yeah. I killed a lot of people. Well, when he died, his son, Jehoahaz, became king of Israel in Samaria. Did he uh, do a good job? What do you think? Uh, Come to think of it. Maybe not really. It was in the 23rd year of the rule of Joash, the king of Judah. Jehoahaz, the king in the north, ruled for 17 years. Seventeen years! And he did what was evil in the eyes of the Lord. Oh, great! Why, 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 why? He committed the sins Jeroboam, that first king of Israel, had committed and caused his people to commit. Do you remember what his sins were? Setting up those golden calves in Bethel and Dan. That's right. Yep. Wait, what was the wrong that Rehoboam did? Oh, the king in the south? Yeah. King Rehoboam? Yeah. Well, God had said that he was going to split the kingdom because of Solomon's sin. Yeah. And so when Rehoboam said he was going to you know, make the people work even harder than his dad Solomon had. They said, forget you. Oh, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Even though God knew all that was going to happen. So Jehoahaz didn't turn away from those sins. So the Lord was very angry with Israel. And one way the Lord showed his anger back then was sending enemies and not protecting them. For a long time, he kept them under the power of Hazael, the king of Aram. The Lord also kept them under the power of his son, Ben-Hadad. Then an amazing thing happened. Jehoahaz asked the Lord for help. Uh, That's amazing! And the Lord listened to him. Yahoo! 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 (laughs) Can you see how much the Lord loves and wants to help sinners who come to him? Yes, yes, yes. The Lord saw how badly the king of Aram was treating Israel. So he provided someone to save Israel. Who? This this passage doesn't say exactly how he did it. But according to history, Assyria became interested in taking the land from the people of Aram. So the people of Aram turned away from Israel to fight Assyria. So Jehoahaz escaped from the power of Aram. And the Israelites lived in their own homes just as they had before. Hooray! But here's the bad part. Oh, please. The people didn't turn away from the sins of the royal house of Jeroboam. Did Jehoahaz tell them to turn back to God? It doesn't say that he did. I hope he did. The people continued to commit those sins. And the pole used to worship the female god named Asherah remained standing in Samaria. And so by the end of his rule, the army of Jehoahaz had almost nothing left. All it had was 50 horsemen, 10 chariots, and 10,000 soldiers on foot. The king of Aram had destroyed the rest of them. He had made them like dust at threshing time. And when Jehoahaz died, his son Jehoash became the next king after him. We're going to do three kings today. We did Joash. Now we're going to do Joash. Joash, right? Yeah, Joash and Jeroboam. Well, Jehoash became king of Israel in Samaria. Now, don't get him confused with Joash, because Joash was still ruling in Judah. Wait, what? How? Today, we're just talking about the kings of Israel. Oh, so we went back in time. Yep, we're still back in time when Joash was when Joash was ruling in Judah. That's still alive. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Just like his dad, Jehoash did what was evil in the eyes of the Lord. Jehoash didn't turn away from any of the sins of Jeroboam either, and made the people of Israel commit the same sins. He also fought against Amaziah, the next king of Judah, but we'll talk about that next time. Now, do you remember Elisha the prophet who tried to get the people of Israel to turn from their sins? Yeah. Well, Elisha had been suffering from a sickness, and it would be what made him die. Let me guess. Leprosy? It doesn't actually say what his sickness was. Um, it was probably not leprosy, because if it was leprosy, they would probably mention it. Yeah, that could be. But while Elisha was still alive, Jehoash, the king of Israel, went down to see him. Jehoash wept over him. My father, he cried, you're like a father to me. You, Elisha, are the true chariots and horsemen of Israel. 
Wait, Jehoash did what's right in the Lord? Well, he was respecting the Lord's prophet. Remember how his dad's army had been brought down to almost nothing by the people of Aram? Hey, ten thousand, fifty, and ten is a lot. Not compared to the other nations that were coming against him. A hundred thousand? Maybe. More? Maybe. Probably. So, so he didn't have a big army either. Probably because he had been worshiping idols too. So God wasn't blessing and protecting him. But Elisha said to Jehoash, Get a bow and some arrows. So he did. Hold the bow in your hands. Elisha said to the king of Israel. So Jehoash took hold of the bow. Then Elisha put his hands on the king's hands. Open the east window, Elisha said. So he did. Shoot, Elisha said. So he shot. That's the Lord's arrow, Elisha announced. It means you will win the battle over Aram. You will completely destroy the men of Aram at Aphek. Elisha continued, get some arrows. So the king did. Elisha told him, strike the ground. Jehoash struck it three times. Then he stopped. The man of God was angry with him. Why do you think he was angry? I don't know. Elisha said, you should have struck the ground five or six times. Then you would have won the war over Aram. You would have completely destroyed them. But now you will win only three battles over them. Because he hit the arrows three times. Now Hazael was the king of Aram at that time, and he treated Israel badly the whole time Jehoahaz was king. But the Lord helped Israel. He was tender and kind to them. He showed concern for them. He did all these things because of the covenant he had made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. To this day, the time when this book was written, he hasn't been willing to destroy Israel, and he hasn't driven them out of his land. When Hazael, the king of Aram, died, his son Ben-Hadad became the next king after him. Then Jehoash won back some towns from Ben-Hadad, the son of Hazael. Ben-Hadad had captured them in battle from Jehoahaz, the father of Joash, Jehoash. Jehoash won three battles over Ben-Hadad, just like Elisha said he would. So Jehoash won back those Israelite towns. Later, Elisha died and was buried. Some robbers from Moab used to enter the country of Israel every spring. One day, some Israelites were burying a man. Suddenly, they saw a group of robbers. So they threw the man's body into Elisha's tomb. The body touched Elisha's bones. When it did, the man came back to life again. He stood up on his feet. <laughs> I'm standing on my feet. <laughs> I didn't think you had feet. I'm standing on my tails. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? Can you believe it? God showed his power even through Elisha's bones. Yeah. Jeroboam became the next king of Israel in Samaria. 
sometimes in the Bible, he's called Jeroboam II because he had the same name as the first king of Israel after the kingdom split. It was when Amaziah was king of Judah, and Jeroboam ruled for 41 years. He did what was evil in the eyes of the Lord. Oh, great. Oh, great. Oh, great. Wait, Jeroboam was like the first Jeroboam? Yep. He didn't turn away from any of the sins of the earlier the earlier Jeroboam had committed. Yeah, he didn't commit. He he did the same sins that Jeroboam did the same sins that Jeroboam did. That's right. So Jeroboam Jr. wasn't any better. Wait, what? Wait, Jeroboam Jr. That was his last name. No, it's just sometimes when when someone gives their son the same name as them, they call him Jr. Hi, Junior. (laughs) Jeroboam, the son of Jehoash, made the borders of Israel the same as they were before. They reached from Lebo Hamath all the way to the Dead Sea. That's what the Lord, the God of Israel, had said would happen. He had spoken that message through his servant, Jonah. And this was the same Jonah God sent to preach to the people of Nineveh. The Lord had seen how much everyone in Israel was suffering. It didn't matter whether they were slaves or free. They didn't have anyone to help them. The Lord hadn't said he would wipe out Israel's name from the earth. So he saved them by the power of Jeroboam. And Jeroboam's son, Zechariah, became the next king after him. We went through a lot of history today with all those kings of Israel, huh? This took like about 15 minutes. But do you know what my favorite part of this scripture is? What? I got to be reminded of God's kindness and tenderness, caring about Israel and keeping his promise to them that he made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And part of that was not being willing to destroy them. Even though they sinned so much, God called them back to him again and again. Not saying they had to be perfect before they could come, but that they just had to come. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's talk about some choices that the people in our story made. So was the first king in our story, Jehoahaz, faithful to the Lord? One time. What did he do? He asked the Lord for help. Yeah, but before that, he had been worshiping idols, and so how did the Lord show his anger? (laughs) Yep, he used the pain of enemies coming to cause Jehoahaz to call out to him for help. Did Jehoahaz remain faithful to the Lord after that? Mm, Not really. Ugh. By the end of his reign, what kind of army did Jehoahaz have? A lot of soldiers. Really? Uh, ten, uh, fifty chariots, uh, ten riders, and ten thousand footmen. What? I wouldn't want you leading my army. Ah. Did things get any better with King Jehoash? Yeah. Where did he go? To the dying prophet. Mm Mm-hmm. 
When he decided to go see Elisha, did he do what Elisha told him to do? Uh, sort of. He obeyed with that thing where he was like... Dwing! Shooting the arrow? Yeah, but then he... And he sort of obeyed him, but he only hit the ground. Why do you think he stopped hitting the arrows on the ground after three times? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe um, he wasn't really believing that God was going to do, that God could do powerful things for him. But even after all that, the Lord didn't stop showing his kindness or let them be destroyed. And what happened when those Israelites were burying their friend who had died? Is that the dead man coming back to life? Yeah. Oh, before I forget, did you have a favorite part of the story today? Or did something surprise you? Hmm. Well, I wish Jehoahaz got, was, fa- was more faithful to the Lord. Yeah? Yeah. Sure, well, surely the next king, King Jeroboam, will follow the Lord. So did the Lord wipe them out then? Nope. He actually expanded their borders to get some of their land back from enemies. All because he'd promised to do it. And he had compassion on them. That makes me think of how much better we have it because of Jesus. We still have God's promises. And he still has compassion on us, helping us to know him. But we're not just given land or a longer life like that man who came alive after touching Elisha's bones. If we're joined to Christ because he died for our sins, we'll get to be raised to eternal life with him forever and ever. I love this passage in 2 Corinthians 15, where the missionary Paul reminds us what we get to look forward to. He said, Christ died for our sins, just as scripture said he would. He was buried. He was raised from the dead on the third day, just as scripture said he would. He appeared to Peter. Then he appeared to the twelve apostles. After that, he appeared to more than 500 brothers and sisters at the same time. Did you know that, Finn? That lots of people saw Jesus after he was raised to life again? No. Because of Adam, all people die. So because of Christ, all will be made alive. That's what the scripture says. When he comes back, those who belong to him will be raised. Then the end will come after Christ destroys all rule, authority, and power. Then he will hand over the kingdom to God the Father. Christ must rule until he has put all his enemies under his control. And this is the best part. The last enemy that will be destroyed is death. Oh boy. The body that is planted, like a seed berry being buried, doesn't last forever. The body that's raised from the dead lasts forever. The scripture says it's planted without honor, but it's raised in glory. 
It's planted in weakness, but it's raised in power. It's planted as an earthly body, but it's raised as a spiritual body. Then what is written will come true. It says, death has been swallowed up. It has lost the battle. Death, where is the victory you thought you had? Death, where is your sting? So let us give thanks to God. He gives us the victory because of what our Lord Jesus Christ has done. Aren't those amazing verses? Yes! No matter what you face, even if your life was put in danger, people who follow Jesus have that victory and hope because God can't break his promises. Let's pray. Thank you, Christ, for coming to die for our sins so that when you come again, we'll get to share in your victory and have bodies that will never get sick or hurt and will last forever and ever. Would you help us to keep our spiritual eyes fixed on you? We love you. Amen. Thanks for helping with the story today, Finn. Do you have a joke before we go? What? kind of language do hogs speak? Hogs? Yeah. Hmm. What? Pig Latin. <laughs> Pig Latin. That's great. Uh, all right. Well, on the bus, octopus. Hey, this is after school. <laughs> and parents, if you'd like to bookmark the podcast on my website for your kids, you can go to aliciayoder.com. A-L-I-C-I-A-Y-O-D-E-R. See you next time.